0: My friend Liz would like to read you a poem. Why? What What is? Why are you doing that, voice? A what voice? This is how I usually talk. I usually modulate my voice so that you don't think I'm a threat. But I'm through with that. Oh my god! I'm not reading this. You are reading. You wait. You are. You you are
1: reading this. Wait, what's
0: that voice? You are. Oh god. No, it's all. It's all. You are reading this. That's actually your real voice. Read the fucking poem, Liz. Oh my god. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, don't talk
0: to me like that. No, I was talking to my fellow man okay. like that. Read the poem, please.
1: Okay, here we go. Is it better to be dope <laughs> or be fire? To climb the mountain more higher? To lift until I perspire. Is it better to be dope or be fire? Mars, the god of war, the planet men inhabit. Venus is a female, also planet, but it's different. Mars, the color of red, the color of blood like old Rome. Venus is green, like the envy my haters see when they observe my home. These females are crazy hypocrites, and also they're sluts as well. I'm a high-status man in Eastern Europe the place where I dwell. I have it all. Bugatti, sex worker.
0: Say that. Can you say that more? Bugatti, sex worker.
1: I have it all. Bugatti, sex worker. But where is female, my wife who I'll torture? Oh, I see. Okay. I'm left alone in my thoughts with mine own desires, and I wonder aloud to my million subscriber. Is it better to be dope? Or better, be fire. Damn, Liz. That was.
0: I'll be real with you. That's awful. I can't believe you made me say sluts. Uh, it says on the bottom where I wrote it, by
1: Liz Franz. No, it says not by Liz Francis. you I put added that in. That in. Yes. That's editing. That's not editing. That's called, it's literally called editing. Well, someone needs an editor. Hello, well, everyone. I'm Liz. My
0: name is Brace, big fan of Liz's poetry. And of course, we have producer Young Chomsky, who wrote all <laughs> the ejectional language in that poem. He punched it in, much like Mad Libs. Um, and Liz, today we're daring to ask the question. Are you fresh or are you fit? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Really okay. this before we start. Yeah. Have you taken any pills? Today? Today. No. Have you taken any pills, Yon Chomsky? What are those? Creatine. Creatine? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, I took a probiotic. I forgot okay. that. I take that every day. I mean,
0: we're kind of stuff like that. I mean, I took... Human growth hormone. Oh, sure. But that's like that's more of like that's a...
1: Your, but you're on your own little thing with that. Yeah,
0: and I took a little couple perks and shit like that. But I'm talking about like medicine pills. So neither... Both of you are not on medicine today? No. Well, call me Dr. Jack Kevorkian because I'm about to dispense a couple of pills that will permanently alter your state of life.
1: You know what's funny is that you went into that and I had... I totally did not connect to the red pill. And then you when you just said pills, I was like, oh, yeah... That's right, we're talking red pill we're talking red pills. Here's the thing uh-huh brace is blue pilled me I'm red pilled uh, what yeah you you right? I yeah know. I flipped the script on you
0: yeah yeah I've I flipped a couple of scripts of blue pills in my life, baby <laughs> doll but no if you look at our iTunes reviews there's actually several that call me sexist <laughs> and- <laughs> Um Liz, I'm just kidding. It's true. You have long said that because we'll be hanging out. Like little behind the scenes stuff here. Mm. We'll all be hanging out. We'll be getting some matchas. And that's your favorite. All of a sudden Liz will be like, it's crazy how these females act up. <laughs> and like they're like, they say they want to be independent of men, but like men, if they if they make a bunch of money, they actually want to be able to provide for women. And I'll be like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and every time Brace is like, Liz, that's crazy. Can you pass the almond milk?
0: Yeah, that's – no, excuse me. Can you actually – I don't – I didn't graduate to almond or oat milk. I'm still drinking probably a about a gallon of uh, diet vanilla soy milk a day (laughs) in the little box. I chug that shit down. I I put that – I crush that – I crush about four or five rectangles of that stuff a day. Pure soylent lattes. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I don't even fuck with the matcha bullshit. It's just fucking hot soy milk. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy because I'm like, I, n- I never put it together. You're always like, um, maybe like it's, you know, you're like, I don't understand why like high value men mm. surround themselves with low value women. I've never
1: said this in my life.
0: And instead you think like maybe like a high value male should seek out high value female. They could create a better kid together. And So dear listeners, if you
1: haven't figured it out already, Brace and I have spent a lot of time investigating and understanding the mind of the manosphere. Yeah. And we're here to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the reason that we're all in the room. The listeners know. Andrew Tate. Friend of the pod. (laughs) One of our first subjects of this podcast, actually. Okay, wait.
1: So I actually, I meant to say this before, but I want to drop a little track right here, but not right here yet. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Because we fucking talked about this guy like we don't have seasons but first season like this
0: would be season this 1 this would be season 1 literally if we had
1: seasons it would be real early first season
0: well cuz it was when dr jordan peterson yes. uh, got funky off the Xanax and had to go to russia to be in a medically induced coma yes. which is illegal in everywhere other country basically and then in the he world.
1: appeared after some time of being completely gone yeah
0: rather neurodivergent
1: yeah i mean more than that he was out of sorts yeah not yeah. unwell unwell and i think we decided to talk about it for some reason and also his daughter Michaela
0: yes because well while dr peterson was becoming who is that one chick Te- what, what one female Excuse? terry chiavo chaivo <laughs> terry shiva uh, he was like that uh, female Terry Shivo uh, in Russia uh, fucking slowly. Oh my god, his losing. daughter Shived him. His daughter Shivot him, and then she flew off like a little damn bird to Romania. Which is not a very long flight, to be fair. No, but it is a flight, and uh was wrapped up in the arms of the bald and seemingly neurodivergent himself uh, personality, Andrew Tate. So basically, her father is brain dead in a hospital in Russia, and she leaves and fucks a sex trafficker in Romania.
1: Yeah, and we talked about him. In fact, this is what we said.
0: I've never heard of this guy, but you have? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he is at Twitter of Wudan, O-F-W-E. U D A N, and his name is uh, his name is Nate, or excuse me, Andrew Tate, not Nate, Andrew Tate, and he was a he's a he says he's a British American kickboxer. Although if you listen to videos of him, or watch videos of him, his accent is so bizarre that I don't think he's either British or American. It's just very strange. He is based out of Romania, and he operates warehouses full of cam girls who he savagely, and by the way, this is all alleged. I'm just alleging what others have said. Allegedly uh, operates warehouses full of cam girls in Romania. So just
1: want to say we're way ahead of everyone.
0: Uh, Way ahead of you. And here's Uh, the thing. Per usual. I want to be clear here. This was before the most recent, the actual sex trafficking investigation by the Romanian police. Yeah, yeah. This was like three years ago. Yes. And so in the past, what, was it like a week ago now? Yeah, two weeks, week and a half ago. His ass is off the internet.
1: Okay, so real top line before we get into him. Andrew Mm -hmm. Tate, he was a Big Brother contestant, allegedly a kickboxer. I mean, I know he is, but also, is he really? I don't know. A lot of guys were doing that back then. He got a couple, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, he got deplatformed. Everyone loves that word. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. He had already been banned from Twitter for quite some time. Yes, Uh, YouTube finally shut him down. He had a channel there called Tate Speech.
0: He's got about 50 channels, but that was the main one. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: was the main one. Then he went on, friend of the show, uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, daytime talk show, because he's got both daytime and nighttime, Mm -hmm. apparently. No one can get enough of that guy. Hustlers University is right. Um, And basically, uh, Andrew Tate claimed that he was getting banned just for stating what he calls traditional masculine values. And this is what he said. They banned me simply because I had large swaths of the population agreeing to very traditional masculine values. I have fast cars and a big house and a lot of money and a beautiful girlfriend, citation. And they thought this was very, very threatening. And for some reason, they decided it's better they annihilate me from the internet and replace me with somebody who's more aligned with whatever they're trying to propose.
0: And on today's episode, we'd like to reveal that that person is Liz.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... It's funny, whenever these kind of these types of guys emerge, and we're going to talk about how we've been in about 20 years of this fucking mm-hmm. shit... Um, they always blame they, and I really would love
0: to know who they is. I think that, like, well, it's like, you know how, like, the premise of our show is that there's a shadowy cabal of you-know-whos who kind of mm. control everything?
1: Yeah, spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. And, listener out there, if you pictured a certain kind of person when I oh, said you-know-whos- Oh, whoa, what were you not thinking? Not what I was talking about. Oh, wow, Catholics, wow, really? Catholics, the Pope, the Pope is one of them. <laughs> He's Jewish, but we- um but yeah i i it feels like i you know obviously there was a coordinated ban of the guy, yeah, between you know even rival tech platforms, sure, um, but I don't think that they banned him necessarily for traditional masculine values um, I don't think that that is like the biggest threat to i don't know youtube's existence, no but yeah, they always think that there's like this cabal of betas out to get them,
1: yeah and I mean back in twenty seventeen this is what Tate said he said. If you're put in a position to be raped, you must bear some responsibility. I'm not saying it's okay you got raped. No, one, no woman should be abused regardless. However, with sexual assault, they want to put zero blame on the victim, whatever. Um, and then again, Barstool, just like two months ago, uh, he said, I'm not saying women are property. I'm saying they are given to the man and belong to the man.
0: Who gives them to the man?
1: Yeah. So again, another they that you're kind of, yeah. kind of wondering who that is. But yeah, so he he defines this as kind of traditional masculine values. Again, this type of guy, really sick of this type of guy. Um, and it's in that interview with Tucker that was just like last week that Tate basically complained that everything he's ever said. This classic move also yeah. taken out of context. He goes, what happens is when I say these things, they ignore 95% of what I say. They take out the bit where I say, avoid women who are dishonest. And they put in a reel, a very short three or four second clip. And they say, I'm misogynistic and I'm dangerous and I need to be banned. So classic move again. I know. He also
0: put out, I think think you watched it as well, that he put out like Andrew Tate's final message Mm. on YouTube. Again, another classic move and he and he is he, the basically all of that was saying how he actually loved and respected women, how he was really close with his mother, how he was being kink shamed mm. uh and how again ninety five percent of what the clips that you see are taken out of context, of course, the thing is about Andrew Tate is a big way he makes his money is through hustler's university mm. and one of the sort of pyramid pyramidal let's say schemes of that is having people get paid in like, you know, kind of a in, a in a pyramid type structure to post six second Andrew Tate clips all over TikTok and Instagram. Right. It's like affiliate marketing, right? Yeah. So we, well, there's e-commerce stuff too. We'll get into this a little bit later. But okay. But yes, app, it's the same thing that every single online course is, which sure. is Bunko. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's, it's him himself, he himself, him himself, and his little minions uh, who are actually putting these clips out in the first place. Liz, I got some questions for you. Okay. Where does all this come from?
1: Well, like I said, we've been basically dealing with this. By this, I mean the kind of like red pill, manos... Well, that's a little bit... Different. Let's call it the manosphere. Yeah. Which we'll get into what that means. For like almost 20 years, it's in 2001 that the men... Going their own way, manifesto is published. This was published by a blogger uh, who called himself No Mm Ma'am, which is, of course, a reference to married with children Uh if you are a man or woman of a certain age. Um, And basically, this was like the kind of inaugural, uh, you know, Manosphere manifesto. Yes. And this is like early internet, right? 2001, and it basically had three points of this kind of like libertarian, obviously, uh, be- libertarian bent on like mm-hmm. male freedom. The first one was that it need like the the manifesto wants to instill masculinity in men by basically demanding respect for men, serving as good male role models, living independent lives, fighting chivalry, all these things. On the flip side of that, because there's always, you know, it takes two to tango, it also wanted to instill femininity in women. Uh-huh. And this is a
0: key. you to sissify the women.
1: Yeah, this is from the manifesto. We will hold women equally accountable to men and ignore and shun those who refuse to take any responsibility for their own circumstances. Thus, we induce women to take a complementary position with men instead of a competitive position, as is now the case. Feminine qualities we want from women. Nurturing, supportive, responsible, respectfulness, honesty, and then they have a third point about libertarian independence and like government stuff, like we need a limited government. that seems to be kind of par for the course yeah, 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 again it's two thousand and one, right? So we should focus on the top two, but what's funny is that this is like two thousand and one, and so this could start of you know it it's it, two thousand and one internet we've kind of talked about it. It's like early, early kind of message board communities.
0: Totally. I mean, I remember back then it would take me like three or four hours to download just one picture of the Twin Towers on fire.
1: <laughs> no, but really, I mean, it was just like kind of like networks of of like uh, really niche interests. Yes, absolutely. Right? And so this and, and blogging had just kind of started. Yeah. Right around this time. And so this thing gets shared around those little communities and in these early blogs. And these guys start hooking up with these other communities and say, oh, they've got some points right here. And, oh, man, I really hate my ex-wife. And, like, all those kinds of, like, you know, early uh, dudes being dudes stuff, you know. And it's there that the kind of, like, uh, manosphere as we know it and its current iteration starts to take form. Because those guys are no dummies, they start to sense an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they're like, my dude, you're having a hard time? You should do what I do. In fact, oh, I've got a little PDF. Why don't you just PayPal me or x.com me mm-hmm. if Elon was in charge? Uh, it's only two ninety nine. dollars Just send it right to me. And basically, this is where pickup artist culture comes from.
0: Interesting, because I remember this pretty vividly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peacocking. who can forget? The fact that as a young man, I was taught irresponsibly by VH1 that if I only wore the worst hat in human it's history. So the hat. That, well, that was the whole point, right? Yeah, is peacocking. that you had to literally resemble a peacock, which, by the way, it's a little literal, this yeah. This is before that we figured out that females actually wanted to make love with a certain other kind of sort of mm. household pet. Um, and so men were like, women want to fuck terrible. birds. And so no. they, they dressed like birds. This was the, this was the fedora moment. Yes, but That's those were quite. beyond fedoras. Those were like fuzzy, yes. large, pink fedoras. This was
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the
0: Er. Pharrell hat moment. And I, I met pickup, legitimate pickup artists in LA. They still exist? Yeah. Well, it was like a Channel 5 thing. And mm. like they did a video on them and they came out. And I got to tell you, the main guy, four, and listen, listeners know that I'm three seven. Sure. Right? I was looking down on this guy. He was one of the shortest Mm. non-dwarven men that I've ever encountered. Like a halfling. He was was like a halfling. Was
1: still like frozen in this moment? So he had the kind of like soul patch.
0: Yes. He He had a giant mohawk. Really? And he told me that he had made out with like a couple hundred women. Okay. Which I got to be honest The with Wilt you. Chamberlain of making out. The guy was not- I don't know if that's really super a- Super young. Big thing. And I'm like, making out with 200 women doesn't seem to be that hard. Mm. Like, if that's really the main focus of your life, <laughs> I feel like you could achieve that like pretty, like in college or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I was like, you know, why don't, are you bisexual? He said, no. I'm like, let's try it out. Jack them off. Okay.
1: Well, okay. you know, you're right to bring up the pickup artist stuff because this is, remember the game- Yes. Of course. And then yes, the VH1 reality show, like you said, Peacock. And um, it's basically been twenty like I said, 20 years of all of this shit, which still I keep saying because it makes me feel crazy. Saying that out loud. <laughs> Every couple years it feels like there's like a new guru. We mentioned Jordan Peterson. Yeah. We mentioned the guy in the funny hat from Mystery. Mystery. Oh my god, Mystery. Yeah. Yes. Mystery, now there's Andrew Tate. Like, there's always this guy who kind of emerges in a moment. Totally. And there's a kind of familiar formula that they kind of just, like, mix around of, like, uh, self-help, evolutionary psychology, uh, you know, total misogyny, and violent urges, and, like, kind of uh, of the time, but, like, very extravagant
0: outfittery total I mean when I was growing up my main guy that I looked up to for like masculine issues green river killer mm-hmm. you know I was just like this guy is the ultimate with women but uh, absolutely I mean it, it it's 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 funny because like the mystery and the game sort of emerge in this not pre internet era obviously the internet was like really taking off but like Before the era when people live the majority of their lives online. Mm, So it's definitely before social media. Absolutely. And there was still that big delineation between those two worlds. Like it hadn't merged over yet. And so I think for a lot of people, it was really this goofy kind of television show. And like, oh, look at these like lonely men. And now, I mean, of course, the trappings of it are are ridiculous the big hats and like the kind of buckle boots and all Mm. those sort of things. But like the actual lessons that they teach are now like pretty mainstream, like. Kind of courses online as from guys like Andrew Tate or Fresh and Fit. Yeah. It's all it's
1: all right there. Yeah. And it's like also in this moment that MRA stuff emerges. Brain scans. Right. No. Men's rights activists. Oh my god. Different guy. So there's basically like when we talk about the manosphere, there's sort of like the two flavors, which is the PUA guy who's unmarried, trying to F. Navigating the sexual marketplace. Still not having to Young Chomsky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there's the MRA guy who's divorced dad. Yes. And he's very angry at the family court system. Of course. And these are kind of the two men of the internet at this time. Mm
0: -hmm. These are the Venus and Mars, you might say. Yes. Of men. Yes. And it's like, I feel like Roosh, do you remember Roosh? Yes, I Rouge, do. Roosh, what,
1: before he went like Catholic, Byzantine or whatever the fuck yeah, he yeah, Eastern, Eastern Orthodox
0: maybe. I don't know what the fuck think, that yeah, is. Yeah. I don't
1: follow that guy. But he was like a weird fusion of the two. Yes. In the kind of like mid. You might say East meets West. <laughs> Mid-aughts, I guess. Mid-aughts. Um, Matt Forney. And it's absolutely, yes, Who's, Matt Forney. Yeah. He's still
0: around. Not only still around, but a downtown guy. My God.
1: Anyway, historically, the PUA guys really don't like the MRA guys because they think the MRA guys are, like, kind of aggro and crazy. Yeah. And, like, the MRA guys think the PUA guys, like, don't understand yeah. or, are like, trying too hard. But there's this moment. Do you remember the kind of, like, feminist wars of – that's kind of, like, what people call it. But it was, like, the early, like, like 2011, 2012. I was on – Methamphetamine. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, maybe our listeners remember. But there was a bunch of like kind of cultural and legal upheaval that happened at that time that uh-huh. kind of mirrors, but is a precursor to the Me Too stuff that was happening 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Basically, is this Mattress Girl? Um yeah, this is around this time. <laughs> but um There was a bunch of like changes to divorce laws that happened at this time, and there's also this like cultural moment where everyone suddenly is like, "Wow, actually, it is rape when you like have sex with a woman who's like passed out drunk." It took them that long to figure that. I feel like it kind of always like there was a big cultural moment about this that precedes like Me Too stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And so basically, that through PUA tactics, that like. The pickup artist is now in disarray. Yeah. Because the big move of the pickup artist was, I'm going to buy you a drink. It always kind of ended up there. Yes. And then I'm going to buy you another drink. And then I'm going to buy you, uh, I don't know, five more drinks. And whoops, time to go. You know what I'm
0: saying? I do. And I'm actually thinking back throughout my entire life. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't think I've ever in my life bought a woman a drink. (laughs) (laughs) You bought me a drink. Not, but yeah, that's, that's not different. not in that way. Yeah, not in that. I've never like I've you. Were women drink because we hang- oh, I'm like, okay. you know, I see. But you haven't. You're obviously an alcoholic. You're gonna go into DTS if you don't have this. <laughs> but like, you know, it's like a medicine. No, no, for no. a lot of these for all these females out there. But I've never been like, hey, sugar, can I buy you a drink? Well, yeah, because that probably wouldn't. Work. I have said, I have a single bump of cocaine to <laughs> do, but we have to do it at my apartment. Well, oh. oh where I do not own a couch and we have to sit on my bed. That is your move. That is the move. I'm saying I'm not sorry. Not the cocaine part to our
1: listeners by the way, the the I don't have like a That's the old, that's couch. a
0: long time ago. Okay? No. But that's also that was a move out of necessity. Anyways.
1: Okay, wait, back to the the pickup artist guys. So, all of this stuff about suddenly this was like really actually really bad totally. basically what they were doing. Yeah. Throws the community in disarray. There is now community crisis. And a lot of the guys suddenly feel very sympathetic to the men's rights point of view. And they're like, hey, maybe these guys who are angry at family court and the government and women and everything are onto something. And it kind of, it's like at this time that this thing sort of congeals into something a little more politically coherent because it really wasn't. Up until, I would say, 2013, 2014, 2015, when, one, the incel stuff starts to kind of take off on the internet. Elliot Rodgers. Sure. And two... All of the kind, these kind of pathways sort of lead to, f- to 4chan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it kind of
1: goes mainstream, and then it gets funneled into Trump stuff, right? So that's my little history, genealogy of the men's rights and, and PUA stuff. we can't forget stuff. Gamergate. And Gamergate, of course. But I don't want to get – we don't need to get into we, I all know, of the details yeah, here. yeah, yeah, but yeah. But just to say that it was at one point apolitical, and it's only up until recent that it has kind of, like, taken this – up until recent in its own history that it's taken a kind of political turn.
0: And I think it's important, too, to talk about, like, what it's been called for kind of a while, which is the red pill. Yes. Like, I think a lot of people forget that the red pill originally described... TRP. Yeah, yeah. Originally described, uh, you know, the pill that you took from Morpheus, and then you go into the other universe... And I don't then, think
1: anyone forgets that. I think everyone knows what that
0: is. No, but people don't even realize that Morpheus had two pills. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people think he just had the one pill. No, um, yeah, it's it's because red pill, the the sort of definition of it during the Trump years broadened, let's say, and, and yes. to include like race stuff. Well, I guess I should say racism stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then later QAnon. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it, it basically being red pilled, essentially became shorthand for being like into QAnon.
1: And then suddenly everyone was pilled on anything. Exactly.
0: I know. And I got it. I got to be honest. I think I said this during our Aaron Good episode. One thing I hate is when adult human beings say based or cringe. Sure. Another thing I hate is when people in their 30s are like, I'm fucking – like." I'm trying to think of things. Oh, brace! You're
1: looking pretty couch-pilled couch right p- now. Exactly, sitting it's on like, that couch, pretty couch-pilled over there.
0: Like, dude, you went to grad school, man. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, are you don't look talking at me. About? I didn't go to grad school. Like you, yeah, not you didn't. I'm looking through you towards my enemies. Um, but it just don't talk like you're on the internet in in the in, in the, the real, real life. World. And you know what? Don't even talk like you're on the internet on the internet. How about this? On the internet, talk like it's the real world. Exactly. Be like, "What's up? What's up, Mama?" <laughs> Smile for me, (laughs) and so so. But but we're back now, right? Like it's like Red Pill started off about being about these females, and now it is once again about females, once again. Um, and it's it's been in the past like couple years. I feel like really since the since Uncle Joe took over in the White House, Mm. that like I feel like. I mean, we've kind of talked about this on about like left wing people. It's like a lot of people really stopped caring about politics in like this, like 2020 was a last gasp for a lot of people Mm. politically. Right. Which I think in some ways is is good. Yeah. In the sense that like there was a lot of really annoying people and now there's just, they're not doing that anymore. And so it's like, I don't really have to see it as much. Yeah. The herd got cold is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think a lot of people sort of started focusing on themselves. Mm, and so the pe- classic turn exactly. And like, and I think combining that, like, you know, we talk about how this is like alongside the rise of the internet. And I think something else that has risen alongside the internet or actually decreased alongside the internet is like, I think especially young people, but also a lot of older people's inability to, like, connect and have these sort of, like, you know, that kind of bowling alone sort of thing. Mm. Where, like, people's, like, communities and, like, ability to meet other people has really diminished. And especially now that's it's, like, work from home kind of things. And so you have, like, this, like, less socialization or, like, natural organic socialization. And, like, a lot of it is funneled onto being online, which is where you go crazy. Mm. And so I think like alongside, I mean, you know, it's, there's all those studies that come out every six months. It's like one in 50 people under 25 has ever had sex or like one in, you know, it's like these absurd, like, you know, sure. young people just like don't have girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. Um, I can't help but think that like that is related to this as, as well. Um, Cause I feel like for some people, for some stunted people, this becomes like the process of like, it's like a cheat code of how to be socialized Towards, like, those females.
1: Well, we should talk about exactly what those sort of... What, what
0: is the cheat code? Yes. So, from what I can understand... Like, can you red pill me? Yes. So, well, actually, I don't know if I can. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I've watched a lot of red pills. Sure. Stuff. All right. So, oh, I stood up, but my cord's still attached to something. So, I think a big part of being red pilled is, like... It's it's almost like a self help thing. Like you have to like make yourself into a high sta- high value high status male, mm. but also you have to think of women as like purely mercenary. Like you literally have to view them as like every woman is just some level of prostitute. Okay, and so like all women, every single except for your mother, and and you have to like the, like the thing that these guys espouse, mm. which which makes it even more confusing, is they talk about like traditional masculine values which that can mean anything from like 50 years ago to like 3,000 years ago. Sure. And they kind of like pick and choose from which right, one. Right, right, right. But it's like- Based on vibe. Men and women are different. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Okay. Uh, the things that men are supposed to do is like, you know, like we, you know, we, we hunted and gathered and, uh, you know, fucking built the uh, pyramids or, and castles and stuff. And women tended to the hearth and home. Mm. And modern society. Has mm. changed that, and the females are now uh, calling the police after I enter their home late at night. And so, what like it's the whole thing is like women have these certain like biological urges innate in them that they're kind of defined by like entering the workforce or like getting you know uh, like being independent and stuff like that. Mm. And like they're also attracted to like the strength to like to being an alpha, to being like the leader of the pack, and things like that. And so it's, like, sort of, like, really budget evolutionary psychology, which mm-hmm. itself is, like, hokum. Totally. Um, and, and like, trans, trans, transmitted to the dumbest people by some of the other dumbest people sure. in the world.
1: You mentioned pyramid scheme. I think that's a good... Exactly. Yeah. Um, think So
0: it, it, there's not really, like, a lot of coherency to it, but it's basically all about, like, making you hate women as much as possible so that it's easier for you to try to manipulate them into uh, doing something that you want them to do and then getting really fucking mad at them if they do anything besides exactly what you want them to do.
1: But then also, isn't there this sort of like ideal woman
0: that's outside of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, all the fellas know what I'm talking about. There's two kinds of women in this world. There is a virgin and a whore. Mm -hmm. And like that's really how this is
1: being, you know, sarcastic. Of course,
0: yeah. Um, but that's sort of how they like they 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 right. view women. Like a, a woman is either like literally every single thing she does is on a purely transactional basis, sure. and she's like the, well, the worst hypocrite in history, or she is this person who really is like can bring a lot of value to your life. And that's sure. that's a weird, A lot of these guys are the same kind of people who take really any online course, and anything in an online course they'll teach you is how to add value to yourself. Mm. Um, but the whole thing is, is like you, women only will seek out the most successful man. And if you're not successful enough, they will cheat on you and leave you or, like, will always fuck... I mean, if you listen to, like, the actual, like, things that these guys are saying... Yeah. These guys must get cheated on more than any other human beings in history.
1: Well, it's also... My understanding, too, is that it's every woman... Like, even when you, like, attain the... Uh, like you said, virgin whore. The the virgin woman.
0: Yeah.
1: The second you touch her, or something goes wrong, she's now a whore.
0: Exactly. No. Right. No, right. Right. Precisely. So there's
1: this. Um. I mean, none of this is. I mean, we know it's not real, but I also mean like none of it. Like you said, it wasn't coherent.
0: No. Like well, every no, no whore contains a virgin, but every virgin contains a whore. I right? see. And so, like, you have to sort of keep constantly upping your game in real estate portfolio in right. order for these women to not leave you. Because in, in these guys, I mean, a lot of these people, a lot of these these guys who, you know, buy into this stuff are, like, evil a little bit. Or, like, a lot of people teaching this stuff. Like, I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that they're basically, like, they're, they're kind of like sociopaths. You know? Yeah, they are narcissistic. Absolutely.
1: Uh, <laughs> Misogynistic, like, yeah, horrible, horrible, people. Yeah, Terrible totally. people. It's, it's, like, hard to even put into words because it's so self-evident. I
0: mean, it's, it's one of those things where you actually, if you're watching them speak, you're like, oh my God, like, how do you live like this? Mm. Like, what are your thoughts when you're alone? Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, they think of, of people as little more than, like, caveman biological urges that they don't actually know much about. But, like, they've watched some YouTube videos that, like, purported to explain that to them. Um, and so like every woman is on the, is either trying to deceive you or use you or manipulate you in some kind of way and that you really have to tame them. That's a big thing they talk about. Huge thing with basically every red pill kind of influencer guy is Mm -hmm. you got to get a woman as young as possible in order to essentially like mold her in the way that you wish a, a, a woman would be. But another part of that is also you're allowed to cheat on her because you're a high status, high value man. And men and women view relationships differently where women want emotional support and comfort and, like, that stuff, but they also want sex, mm. and men just want sex. Got it.
1: I think there's another thread that's missing here, mm-hmm. which, and this, you know, if we're going through the kind of, like, PUA, uh, I don't know, like, a genealogy here a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's that women control society. Yes. Which is the big refrain that you hear a lot, not just from... The, you know, rise and grind, pyramid schemer end of this. But as from, you know, you hear it on, like, mainstream right wing, you know, the feminizing of society, this kind of, like, bullshit, right? Yeah. And there's this idea that kind of, like, has, like, I feel like, um, who was it? Like, Scott Adams actually got in trouble. Dilbert? Yeah, Dilbert guy. He said something, I mean, because he's, like, one of these guys, right? And this was... um, maybe, like, 2014, 2013, Mm -hmm. but basically what he was saying was, and this has become the kind of, like, refrain even now, which is that, like, the only thing that's holding men back from, like, either achieving their, like, ultimate masculinity, which is this, like, raw masculine power Power, where, like, we're just, like, so free to, like, be, we just, like, rape and have whatever we want, and we, like, go, and then we, like, grab steaks or, like, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. They fucking do that like, Turkish wrestling shit, bro. Like, yeah,
1: and you know, oil each other up or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm greased. Yeah. <laughs> uh men just need to get greasy. But no, like what's holding all that back is, you know, basically like society. You know? Yeah. And that like society is just keeping is like that, like society and what and by implication this like feminine society yeah. is basically um. Kind of like what's stopping men from actually like being them their true selves, which is saying basically that all men, at it, you know, if they could be com- completely unrestrained in some like, you know, freewheeling freedom libertarian society yeah. would just be like total fucking monster rapists all the time. Yeah. This yeah. is something I
0: disagree with. I, I I don't think that's true either. Yes. <laughs> and like it's like, also, but it's become basically like
1: foundational knowledge to these kind of communities. Absolutely,
0: I, a lot of these guys sort of like to to think of themselves, and this extends from like these sort of like Cretans to like right wing bodybuilder guys and like you know like the uh, fuck bronze age pervert kind of fucking mm, guys too. Yeah. Is like their whole thing is like I am, in me is like a it's a fucking Roman warrior. But, like, it's society that makes me fucking work in office. Right. But, like, I go to the gym and eat a steak. But, like, what I really want is, like, adventure and blah, blah. It's like, dog, go, there's, just go do it. Just join the French Foreign Legion. Well, there's, like, a real insecurity
1: at the heart of it.
0: Because they won't do it. That's the thing, is they want it to be, I mean, they want it to be handed to them.
1: Yeah. And there's this, you know, it's the idea that, like, feminism has emasculated men. Yeah. You know, that, like, Um, I don't know. I think that at, you know, and I guess maybe we'll talk about this is that at the heart of it is that these men and by extension, like the things that they're kind of teaching people, I think is the inability to see women as like human beings.
0: One, I mean, if there is one thing that even like the, the briefest glimpse into this stuff, like I, I listeners out there, if you can stomach it, I, 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 uh, I, 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 I would suggest watching a little episode of Fresh and Fit when they have women on, mm. um, which they do, I think, most episodes. Uh, and like the way that they, I mean, granted, these are some of, these are kind of the women equivalent to these guys. But like the way that they they speak to them is like absurd. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you can obviously tell that like, yeah, they don't, they think of them as like either numbers to be written in a ledger or like something that like, bare, like that just has not, Capable of feeling or thinking the same things that a, uh, that a man is. Yeah, totally.
1: I think it also like really shows how how many men feel like completely powerless in the face of desire. Elaborate. Like that they don't know how to understand and like um make sense of and yeah. interrogate their own desires.
0: Yeah, I would say that's true. I would say that's true. I think I think. And again, I think a lot of this comes back to the internet, right? Like, I mean, man, I might be reading too much into this or whatever, but my sort of like pop psychology take on this is like a lot of these guys grew up obviously like fucking probably watching kind of a lot of porn and like in by bi- like sort of like lusting after women via screen, like really like beautiful, you know, unattainable women. Um, I mean, unattainable just even by nature, the fact that they're just like being transmitted through a screen. Um, And I think it, obviously, like, they're porn sick. Like, it fucking warps their brains. And, like, they, I I don't, I know that there is a connection there somehow, right? Because there is this, like, pent-up desire that a lot of these guys has that it turns into, I think desire can be like a really, really powerful, wonderful thing, especially for creativity. And for yeah, like- Yeah, it absolutely yeah. can be very productive. I mean, my God, you know?
1: And I, it's also something that can't be, I mean, we are desiring machines. Absolutely. We are production, you know, productive, desiring machines,
0: absolutely. And, and But I think that like so much of that kind of just gets channeled into like, I mean, there is, you know, there is this sort of greater point that like, this is a deadening society. Right, like it is. I mean, I'm not saying it's a feminizing society. I think that's sort of ridiculous. But like, this is not a society that's conducive to being a human being. Mm. And like, you know, if you are a man or some kind of man, like it's like there is sort of I feel like something that like you feel like you're missing out on. However, that's not women's fault.
1: Mm. There's
0: nothing to do with women. Like it's it's like we live in a fuck just a sick society in general, and women are, are subject to these exact same forces. Right. This is not a society to be a woman in either. This is a society to be a human being in. Mm. Um, and, and I think that these people sort of just like channel this into like this intense like mixture of, of rage and desire well, at women. the thing that you mentioned about porn is interesting. I mean, I would go
1: back even further. I mean, I think that the internet, again, I like to be precise. We say the internet, but what we're really, really talking about is social media, Yeah. right? I think that that is... Definitely a very like, you know, as we talk about on the show, fucking all the time, like a very novel development and a very like incredible development in society, and there's a lot of you know, un- even unexamined ramifications, social ram- ramifications of yeah. that, right? But you go back even further and you think like, okay, so, you know, we have we live in a society, we live in a society, we live in a society that, you know, with the advent of mass media, yeah. right, a mass culture. The dominant message being that women are sexual objects. It's not like yeah. it was new that women no. like primped and tried to make themselves beautiful for like male attention and vice versa. Like that's not that's that didn't change with the advent of like mass media, but something else changed, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have like a society for generations that is telling young men that women are sexual objects and an object, right? Yes. Yeah. And then the man goes out or, you know, boy, man, whatever you want to say, goes out into the world and actually interacts with women and is confronted with something that is not a sexual object, but actually something else. And what happens when you discover that you actually aren't getting the thing that you were promised, that the thing that now you're encountering, the only thing that you want is like Actually, like that person isn't going to do the stuff with you that you thought they were, that you were told they were in the movies back in the day or in the magazines or now on YouPorn or whatever it is. Or, God forbid, actually, let's take it a notch further, that now that woman might actually do it with another woman and not you. Now, what happens? Well, it's a fucking rage, right? It's narcissistic rage.
0: They call this the red pill rage in the
1: community. Yeah, but that's like fucking real, right? Yeah. That's like that's totally real. And what's interesting to me is that like it seems like porn has actually made men more insecure, not less. I
0: I think there is absolutely no I think probably women too. It's I different. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely different. There's a different mechanism there, but yeah. But I th- I mean 100% yes. Like it absolutely, it absolutely has. I am so glad that the first penis I ever saw that wasn't my own was from the Monsignor. Um, it's t- like, I think it, I mean, it's the same thing. You know how people talk about like how, how, how women sort of get these unrealistic uh, expectations of what their body should look like, or what their life should look like, from Instagram or whatever. Mm. I think a lot of these guys get these totally unrealistic expectations of not only what they're supposed to like, what their fucking dick or whatever their body's supposed to look like from porn, but also like the kind of women that they're supposed to have sex with. That, like they want to. Like they're, it's it's we're shaped by what we consume. A lot of pe- a lot of people are shaped by what they're right. cons- they consume, and so like it's like this intense fantasy, often sometimes very like gross fantasy like beamed into your fucking house you know you're a kid i don't know how many times a day you're whacking off or whatever multiple times a day as a kid when your fucking brain's developing like that's gonna lead you down some mm, paths
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think one another angle on this too is and what kind of like joins the kind of male and female experience together with this, right? Yeah. Is and we talk about this again a lot, is the sort of like the kind of teaching like teaching of narcissism that is fueled by both these technologies, but then also what's like being put on these technologies, right? Yeah. Because basically like these red pill guys. And this is, again, similar to, I guess, whatever, influencers on Instagram. I, I hate like the word, like, by nature of this topic, we're gendering everything. But I do think that there's a lot of crossover here, even what? as, like, yeah. try and opposite they try to be or whatever. But for sake of the conversation, you know, it's easier. But so these, like, kind of guru types, right, they create these personas for themselves. And I think that, like, one of the keys to... I don't know, like, working through, for me, like, working through actually how, like, narcissism is in the world, like, in our actually existing world, like, how it manifests, right, as a kind of cultural phenomenon as opposed to just, like, a personality disorder. It's, like, not a disorder because that implies that there's something that can be kind of, like, medicalized and fixed. It's really, like a
0: logic or a way of, like, viewing the world. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I think it's just, like, a learned—it's a, it's a behavioral pattern, too.
1: Right, but at, from a very young age, yeah, obviously, yeah. right? But the idea is that, like, you know, for the narcissist, there's this kind of, like, you know, we've we've talked about it before, right? The, the character in their own movie, right? And that's true. And they view everyone external to them as objects kind of curated— to their life
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a way of communicating to everyone else the type of person they are, Yeah. right? So it's all about the brand. We hear that all the time. And so you, if, you, know, you start to kind of understand this stuff, you see it everywhere, right? This Again, n- not that novel of an observation, but I think it's important for understanding to these guys, right? Which is like, okay, Andrew Tate, these Red Poe guys, right? They, are, they talk about the Bugatti. They talk about the blonde girlfriend. They talk about, you know, whatever. All of that is to communicate to everyone else the type of person that they are. Not who they are, yeah. but the type of person that they are. Does that make sense? There's a little distinction. No, absolutely. Um, and you see it a lot. I mean, like a kind of a classic example would be like, you know, you see these guys where they, they say like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend, you know, she's, she's trad right yeah. i'm with a trad girl or whatever she no doesn't one's ever wear... said that to me
0: but i can imagine a guy saying <laughs> i'm oh, talking about these
1: like red pill guys yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean yeah. like oh she you know she doesn't actually wear high heels
0: she doesn't have an instagram
1: account. or she doesn't wear shoes at all cuz she's barefoot in the kitchen yeah. or whatever you know she doesn't have an instagram right yeah that's perfect she doesn't have an instagram what he's saying is not actually a description of the girl that he's with yeah. right his like girlfriend or whatever may or may not have an instagram that's like I don't know. It's it. That's not the point. It's not even about her, right? What he's saying and what he's communicating to you is, I'm the type of guy who would be with a girl who doesn't have an Instagram. Yeah. So he's signaling to the world the type of person that he is, like through this. Yeah. Does exactly.
0: That make sense? It's, it doesn't. It, I mean, it and it, and that's actually kind of plays into all of it, right? Because she doesn't have to be a real person. She can remain an object like a chain or a fucking Bugatti or whatever. She's just like another sort of accessory for the guy to put on to signal what kind of like his his lifestyle. Exactly. Right? And and that's that's there's there's this great like it's so funny watching all of these guys because they vacillate so wildly and rapidly, sometimes even the same sentence, between talking about wanting wanting these sort of traditional women, these good girls, these mythical girl, good girls that they want. That, like, mm. you know, will be, like, these sort of submissive, uh, you, know, uh, you know, barefoot in the kitchen, or I guess nowadays they'd be wearing fucking Crocs in there. Um, but, like, you know, these sort of, like, traditional wives. I don't think they think of it in terms of, like, trad wives, like, maybe some of the more, like you know, pencil pushing types would. But uh they want that, but then they also on the other hand are giving tips to how to have as many one night stands as possible. Right. Right. And so it's like those two things, like it's like again, it's they're just like they the virgin and the whore sort of like binary there. And it's like you can have both. And like you can have it all. And like both of those signal like that you're actually like a big powerful, you know, pimp player or whatever
1: but i think crucially like you can't have not like literally you can't have all but like none of these people even get any of it no and so there's a there's a constant kind of um, disappointment right the thing that they desire they'll they're never getting yeah which then of course they blame on the outside oh it's the woman she's a whore that's why i can't have it you know or yeah, yeah. or whatever and so i think that's also key to kind of understanding
0: well it's this, there's this, there's this petulance to it that like is 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 really repulsive if you actually watch, right? Like Mm. I I think what's sort of astounding about the way that a lot of these guys you like sort of view the world is like, I mean, they are, they are complete slaves to their own desire. Like in a way that is like deeply pathetic. Mm. Like it is, is, is almost like astoundingly pathetic. I mean, I, you know, I'm 32. I've met a lot of people, you know, older than me. I've had a lot of experiences in my life. And, like, if I if I actually had to encounter or spend even a couple minutes around somebody who, who thought about the world in this way, in this deeply insecure way, and it might be a banal point to, like, point out that these guys are insecure, but, like, I think it really does bear repeating. Like, yes. there is, this is possibly the most naked display of insecurity, which in a way is actually... Very, like, sensitive of them, although they don't really – they don't actually, I believe, mean to do that. But, like, it's this, it's this great broadcast of insecurity and, like, this sort of almost incredible lack of dignity that these guys display, right? I mean, I think, for one, that it's pretty undignified to be horny in public. In fact, I think it's one of the most undignified things that a human being, <laughs> being can do. <laughs> but these guys not only base – they base their lives and their careers and they're spending money on it and they're in the discords about it. And like at, at a certain point, like you got – I mean it, it, maybe they come to the like, conclusion that it doesn't work because there's no – all of the advice that these guys give is bunko, right? Yeah. Like it's just like be rude to girls until they like you and have a bunch of money and then lie to them. Like, that's really what most of their advice boils down to. And so what they're doing is, like, they're kind of, like, hooking people into this, like, line of thinking and way of thinking that just like all of the women that they desire but are unable to connect with for myriad fucking reasons, just like that, they will never achieve this state, like, this sort of, like, exalted state that they think that these influencer guys are in.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because this stuff is so, like I said, it's so on its – I mean it's just like the shit that they're saying is it's so ridiculous. disgusting yeah. and ridiculous. And yet like you said there's like a, at the bottom of it there's this fun, this kind of interesting sensitivity or um it's not sensitivity that's the wrong word but like uh vulnerability? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's this vulnerability. And I think that like there you know this type of guy goes back even further okay. than the Manosphere, the, the kind of advent of the Manosphere in, like, you know, 2001 or whatever we were saying. You know, Zizek wrote this, like, ugh, this essay. I haven't read it in a long time, actually. I should reread it. I should have reread it before this episode. Mm-hmm. But it was basically about courtly love. And he's doing this kind of Lacanian. Courtney or courtly? Courtly. Okay, yes. Lacanian, excuse me. Lacanian reading. Okay.
0: Snooze. Um,
1: I don't know why you say snooze because you I really get into this stuff.
0: hate that mother... Why? My thing is, my thing is listen, Lacan, Lacane, whatever this fucking cocksucker's name is, every single person I know, I'm not even kidding, no exaggeration, every single person that I've known who got really into this fucking cat lost their mind and like literally became psychotic, schizophrenic, whatever. It is a... Yeah, it I is don't
1: think that... It is the depths
0: of madness. Yeah, that does not imply causation,
1: unfortunately. Um... Does to me anyway his, so he's talking about the kind of like courtly love poems mm-hmm. just a, It just does kind of say like i'm saying courtney yeah it does yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah the yeah.
1: courtney love poems mm-hmm. of like the 11th century right so you're talking about like fucking the i don't know like dante and like that i mean talking about you know this He's talking about the kind of like French court poems, talking about this idea of like the lady,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And there's this like this image, this like ideal lady. Yes. That these guys are always talking about. Yeah. But they can never have the lady. They can never have her for a myriad of reasons, because there's all these like, you know, obstacles for them achieving uh you know, finally reaching the lady. And he basically, you know, he's doing a reading of all of this stuff and he says that, you know, that that basically the you know, obviously the lady is symbolic here. Okay. Yeah. And it's in the same sense as, let's say, with for the Incel, the Stacy or whatever. This has taken many, you know, this has taken many The
0: Lady has worn many a shawl in her <laughs> yes. life. But the idea is that,
1: you know, that actually this this the lady is 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 a symbol for this kind of radical other yeah. right the the big o other the one that cannot be understood and comprehended which yeah. really is us coming to terms with the kind of existential crisis of the universe yeah. that we are alone in the midst of the universe and we cry out to a universe and we say why the fuck is this like this and the universe doesn't give us anything back. That's yeah. the crisis. You, you know, classically, you ask the universe, I mean, this is, again, classically in his formation or whatever, you know, why, why would something like the Holocaust happen, for example? Yeah. You're, you're searching for these answers, and the universe gives you nothing, and that leaves you in a kind of existential crisis, right? That is the kind, the kind of, like, bleak black hole of all of it. And the kind of, un- that is the kind of, uh, the real, right? You've heard that term. Yes. The real that Lacan is talking about. So we are unable to kind of confront that, right? And so in order to deal with that amb- that kind of like ultimate am- totalizing ambiguity, right? Yeah. If that even can, you know, I- it's like it's so big you can't even like get the language to talk about it, right? Yeah. In order to do that, we either, one, like put on rosy glasses to kind of like, you know, tint the universe another way, or we, you know, kind of basically change the subject of the real into things that we can actually like talk about, which basically means we construct an alternate reality in order to cope with this kind of like large existential crisis. Okay. So go back to, to go back to the lady. Okay. So if the lady then becomes the kind of like symbolic object for all of those things that can not be named, right? Yeah. Then, for these poets, courtly love was kind of a kind of was like a map or like a a game, if you will, to use the language of today, a game for of etiquette of how to achieve that lady. Except the problem was that they could never achieve that lady, right? And. I'm going to just really quickly read from Zizek because actually he's going to say it better than I will, which is a you know crazy thing to say about Zizek. That, that, that
0: you got to do it in the voice.
1: No, but really, he says courtly love appears as simply the most radical strategy for elevating the value of the object by putting up conventional obstacles to its attainability. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. The point, therefore, is not simply that we've set up additional conventional hindrances in order to heighten the value of the object, right? It's not that all of these games somehow then inflate the object to this like, you know, it doesn't make the lady more valuable. Mm -hmm. Instead, he says, the external hindrances thwart our access to the object and they're there precisely to create the illusion that without them the object would be directly accessible. So the idea then is that all of these kind of games and all of these little tricks, we put them up in order to give the impression that Oh, if it weren't only, if, it, if I didn't have to do all of these things, yeah. then I could have this. And I should. I,
0: by right, right, I deserve it then.
1: And so it's a sort of way of, let's say, um, kind of a, a theater of navigating the persistent frustration of desire yeah. without actually ever having to have the existential crisis of confronting that.
0: My God, so these guys don't even want to fuck women? (laughs) But with that being said, I do feel like a lot of people do need some good sound advice on how to get a foxy female mm. into the boudoir. <laughs> so I'd like to debut. Oh, God. No, 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 no. We're giving this to them for free. Well, <laughs> they're paying for the Patreon, but we're giving them this advice for free. So don't worry. We're still, we're hustling, but also being generous, which is the two best qualities in a man. Um, the gun method, Liz. Oh, my God. G. So, all right. In order to do this, you actually have to have a gun. You actually really need a pistol. So if you live in a country or a state where that's difficult for you, you need to grind and hustle enough to where you can move to somewhere where that's easier. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you need to buy a gun and keep it loaded and keep it in your bedside table, right? You're out at the 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 club or the brasserie, perhaps you're tangoing or freak dancing with a you know, a beautiful woman. Oh, my God. She, you're sweating. Mm. It's August. And uh, you're like, hey, do you want to come back to my place? And she's like, yeah, I would love to go back to your one-bedroom uh, sub-ground-floor apartment with you. So she comes back, but you're still a little nervous, and you don't know. Like, she might just be coming back for, like, a you know, a little sip of uh White Claw, or whatever people are drinking these days. White Claw, white claw and- uh, Rum. Hip, hip, yeah, White Claw and Rum. <laughs> I the, have no- yeah, It's a classic mixture Classic drink. combo. Yes. And um, Clamato. And Clamato, yeah. And, Clamato, yeah. and a, couple, a little bit of lime in there, too. Yeah, in fact, sure. full lime uncut instead of ice cubes. Just cold, three cold limes. You offer her this drink, um, and you're like, uh, uh, and this is where the G comes in. You ask, do you want to see my gun? You don't ask, I, you don't tell them I have a gun. You don't say, I'm going to show you my gun. It's, do you want to see my gun? Mm-mm. Every single woman in the world will be like, yeah, I do. I really don't think this is a good idea. So this is where the you comes in. I would not in. say that. Unleash the gun. So you go and you open up the drawer. Wait, does that stand for something or is this a gun? Is the gun a symbol or is it a real gun? Yeah, a real gun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this. You unleash the gun by taking it out of the drawer. You don't put it in all oh, those Listen, another thing. There's no point in having a gun in the home unless it's loaded and in no. easy reach.
1: It Un- unloaded.
0: Unleashed. No. Uh, the use is for not unloaded. It stands for unleash. <laughs> uh-huh. It is loaded, but the safety's on. Okay. Which means the thing just, that's, and this is the second safety. Uh, and for te- like point tenths, point .10, milliseconds, she's like, oh, wait, is he going to shoot me? You don't, obviously, which is the N, no shooting. <laughs> and you you have it and you're holding it. You kind of come out of the bedroom with it, not drawn, pointed at the ground or at the ceiling. And she's like, oh. And then you're like, here. And you hand it to her, loaded. And you're like, it's loaded. Also,
1: look up how to hand a
0: gun to someone correctly. No, you know, that's, dude, I'm telling you. Okay, yeah. Do, okay, do what Liz says for legal purposes. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Hand her the gun correctly, which means spin it around in your finger. No, <laughs> toss it, it up on the does. ground and wait for her to catch it. Pew, pew, woo, woo. Exactly. Dance. You, hand it, you Dance. hand it to her, and now she has the gun. So like point 10 seconds before, she thought like, oh, my God, is he going to shoot me? Yeah, and no. now she has the gun, and she has an intrusive thought. This is how people work. This is evolutionary psychology. She thinks, wait, am I going to shoot him? Again, and no shooting. She doesn't shoot you. She's she's statistically maybe held a gun before, maybe hasn't. She never held your gun before. And she's holding it, and she's like, wow, this is fucking cool. That's badass that this dude has a gun. Then she puts the gun down. She puts the gun down, and then she fucking, she swoons, and you kiss because, because both of you had the opportunity to literally kill the other one and say it was an accidental discharge, and you both didn't do that. And that is, that is it's almost like magic. It's like alchemy. Now you're both in love. Yeah, that's a resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dialectic. This is, a ho- this is horrible advice. It, it's, it works. It does. Um, so... With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you are watching YouTube and think that is somehow ever going to get you a pussy, you are wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy that people think that. Can you imagine being like, oh, I want a girlfriend? www.youtube.com. You're out of your
1: fucking mind, brother. And if you have more questions, which I think they do—I mean, I certainly do—you mm-hmm. can actually get the Gun Method on Brace's website for just two ninety-nine. I think it's a PDF, right? Yeah,
0: yes, it is. It's—it's. It's, I, I. We're gonna have to that a- link in the show notes uh-huh. for you. And it's—I belong to a movement called Men Going to Your House. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not you you know at what I will say too? Yeah. I
1: always I never like said it out I always was just like, you know, migto. Migto, yeah. Is that to other people do that?
0: Yes. It's MIGTO? migto? I don't think I've ever heard anyone really? say it. Mig it's Migto. Migto. <laughs> what do I Did work you in a truck MIGTO? in a Soviet air base? Migto. MIGTO. So, so migta, migto. Is yours, migto. Migta, migta. You know what? I'm in your house. I'm looking through I'm fucking you're well butchinp that's out the window. I'm replacing that with my own medicine. <laughs> I'm making I'm freaking your shit out a little bit. It's, it's a special proprietary blend I had made up in a lab in India. Mm. Let me tell you, all your depression and everything else, gone. Yeah, that's the brace pill. Mm-hmm. And it's illegal. My name is Liz. My name is Brace, and in fact, young Chomsky, play the noise. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. No noise from me. Mm-hmm. And the noise from young Chomsky is a oh, thank you. That was a pleasant kiss on the cheek we gave to each other in the French pause, manner. <coughs> the podcast is called "True Anon." And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: for you.